Welcome to The Raise Podcast. I'm Carol Barwick. We're here to raise your confidence and inspire your creativity. Each episode, we will have a different guest who will be discussing our Raise word. The Raise word is a word that will encourage you or empower you and at times inspire you to explore the word a little more for yourself. Hello, welcome to episode two of the Raise podcast. My name is Carol Barwick and I'm very excited to introduce you to Hannah Johnson of Daisy Media. Good morning, Hannah. Good morning, Carol. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Good. So Hannah is on here today because the word that we are looking at in Raise is process. Now, I always like to ask the people in the Raise group and the wider audience what process means to them. And process is an interesting word because it's got lots of different meanings. It can mean um, a kind of system of how you do things. And it can also mean a way that you work out um, kind of what life looks like. Um, And so I always like to ask the listeners what process means to them. So you might want to have a little think about what process means to you um, as we're talking to Hannah. But the reason that I've invited Hannah on today is Hannah is my girl Friday. She is the process queen as far as I'm concerned. And when I'm not sure how to do a certain piece of um, admin or I've got a tricky problem and I don't know what to do, Hannah will be able to sort it out in seconds. So, Hannah, the first thing I want to ask you is how does having a process in place make you feel? Um, it definitely makes me feel more organised. I um, I think I'm a bit scatty. And so to have a process to, you know, whether it's writing a to-do list or coming up with a plan of how I'm going to walk through things. Um, if I've got lots of errands to do at the house, I might sit down and write down, you know, I need to take that to my mum's house and then I need to go to grandma's house and I need to go to the supermarket. But I will do it in an order that makes sense so like the furthest place away from home first and then work my way back home or something like that and having process means I'm more organized certainly when it comes to dealing with my six-year-old if I can tell him you know we are going to one two three stops and then we are going home he just feels a bit more like reassured that he knows what's going on so sometimes yeah so would you say that um kind of a security a bit of a security blanket yeah, I think sometimes it is a security blanket brilliant and have you got a certain way that you like um to to kind of have your admin I know that that you and I both like a good sticker um and a, a planner or two uh, in fact you have totally influenced me on my planner for this year I'm using the passion planner um because uh Hannah sent me one and said have a look what do you think and it's a nice and simple one but Hannah if you had to do your top three planners what do you think they would be that's a tough one that is really tough um (laughs) so I am a fan of the to-do list obviously so the bullet journal system works quite well for me it's flexible you can make it work however you want it to um 
but when you if you look on instagram or pinterest at bullet journals don't get overwhelmed by the pretty spreads take it back <laughs> to basics go to the bullet journal website and look at the original system that Ryder carol started because that's the best that's the best place to start it keeps it nice and simple if you want to add stickers and washi tape and drawings and coloring and all that kind of thing then you can do that if you want but start with the basics and go from there okay so let me just stop you for one minute for those people that have never heard of washi tape me being one of them for quite a long time just tell us what washi tape is because it sounds exciting so washi tape is I think it's a Japanese invention, which and it's to do. It's like a paper. If you imagine sellotape, but rather than it being shiny, you've got the sticky side, and then on the other side, rather than it being shiny, it's made of paper. And and um, have we got some there? Oh, look at that! And so yeah, so it's paper rather so, than like a plastic sticky tape. Okay, so for those of you that um are obviously listening on the podcast um we're in a bit of that snooker situation where it's no good just saying oh that looks nice washi tape hannah has got a lovely roll of rainbow colored tape and it's the same kind of size as a normal thing of sellotape but basically you can stick that on your bullet journal and make it look pretty is that yeah, about right the about washi tape is that it comes in so many different designs and colors you know i've got rainbow and then i've got one that's got like little birds on it like the twitter bird within my cool. reach um somewhere i've got one that's got little houses and it's like it looks a bit like nyhaven in copenhagen or like danish houses no nope, such houses okay. like quite tall thin houses like that so yeah you want a wash you want a washi tape with a particular design on it and chances are there's some out there on the internet Wow. Okay. Maybe we should have a look at getting some raised washi tape. Okay. I rudely interrupted you. I apologize on your top three planners, but I just thought some people, do they just need to know what washi tape is. So, okay. So, two, <laughs> yeah. So I'm a to-do list person. I like a to-do list. So that's where bullet journal works. Number two is probably the Erin Condren Daily Duo. Um, the great thing about this is on one side of the page, you have an hourly schedule so you can put your appointments. And on the other side, you've got a to-do list. So you can fill that in as you need to. Although I always find that I often fill up the to-do list and I've still got things on my to-do list, which doesn't help. <laughs> and then we've got the passion planner, which is on my bookcase somewhere near here. Here we go, passion planner, which is the week, which has got the week to view. So you can see everything, as you know, you can see everything. Yeah. You've got it all to one right there in front of you. It has got its to-do lists, but there's only like 12 to a week and that's just not enough for me <laughs> yeah so that's number three so i've got bullet journal erin condren daily duo and then the standard passion planner yeah and what i like about the passion planner is it's got quite a lot of um space in the back to write notes and things like that so it's got quite a few good little spaces to to write things down so we've talked about um that kind of process having a planner having a to-do list how it helps um, your little boy as well to have a kind of um, process. Uh, what would you say to someone that just has got no organisational skills whatsoever? I mean, this year has been the year for really reflecting on how we do life, hasn't it? I mean, we, you know, even the most organised people have watched their plans 
go down the drain in five minutes just from something that the government <laughs> says um, and it's been really stressful so what would you say to people that are just say well Carol I'd, I have no idea how I'm going to be organized I don't know where to start I think that's that's the thing about the bullet journal I'm just trying to see if I'm fine anyway, the bullet journal because it's so flexible you know if you've got one day where you've got your to-do list is get out of bed eat my breakfast then you just write that down that it's just that today and then if tomorrow you've got okay I need to wash the bedding I need to do the washing I need to go to the supermarket you can then write your to-do list and it's not so some planners have are quite rigid your day is the same size every single day whether it's a busy day or a quiet day whereas the yeah. good thing about the bullet journal system is that if you've got a quiet day you just take up half a page and if you've got a really busy day you take up two pages or something like that mm. you know it's it's flexible you can change it around yourself to depending on how busy you are and you know you'll find if you start with the basics of the bullet journal system and then tweak it to how what, what works for you rather than getting caught up in the prettiness that is out there you might find that you find yes. a new love and you find a system that works for you. And the great thing is, at the same time, you can print off pre-drawn pages. Okay. So if you do want all the pretty pretty pictures that come from Pinterest, you can often find a printout that you can print out, stick it in, and there you have that pretty page and it took you five minutes rather than five hours or something. <laughs> Yeah, it, it sounds like as well um, with a bullet journal, it's a really good key to not being overwhelmed, because I think for some people seeing a massive planner um, and all the to do's and the dates and things like that makes people think, well, I just don't know what my week is going to look like. I've got nothing to write in, whereas a bullet journal is very much serving you in terms of you just write down what you need to remember. And if it's two things, then that's fine. Um, going back to the making things pretty, I'll never forget, um, I was doing a, a workbook and it's a very creative workbook. There's a lot of space for doodling and dreaming and I absolutely love it. Um, but the conversations around the felt tip pens and which felt tip pens you should use. There were wars between one felt tip pen, a fine one, though that one bleeds through, this one's too thick, doesn't have enough colors. Um, and that was before the washi tape and the stickers. Um, and so, I mean, it's a it's a big deal, isn't it? Oh. Doing doing a planner. And, and I think it's not just about making it pretty, it's about personalizing it. And that is about owning what you're doing and that feels a lot nicer and easier to manage so let's own what we're doing today rather than let's do it and let's make sure it's all done let's write it all down and and if you don't do it then you're a failure but let's just own what we're doing and, and make it as fun as possible um and I, I think that helps to just kind of help you gain some confidence in in thinking about your day and starting at the beginning and just thinking, okay, I'm just going to write two things down. And if I get those two done, if I even just get one done, then, you know, I've done what I need to do today because there are a lot of people that are in that situation, I think at the moment. Yeah. This time last year, there were lots of memes floating around the internet about, you know, this author, you know, quarantined from the black plague and wrote a play. And this person had, was in bed with, 
something nasty and couldn't go anywhere and wrote this book. You should be using this time to be really productive. And actually, sometimes something I learned, definitely. I sat down. So today's the 17th of March. And on the 16th of March, 2020, I was upgraded to at risk. Because I was pregnant, I had to... I wasn't officially shielding, but it was best that I stayed home and I didn't go anywhere. Mm. So that was fine. That was fine. I was a little bit overwhelmed. You know, I was sat there going, okay, well, swimming lessons are cancelled and knitting groups cancelled and this is cancelled. And we're in the middle of March, which means that my birthday in six weeks is kind of cancelled. I'm not going anywhere. It'll be at home. Mm. And you sit there and you go, okay, now I've got all this time. What am I going to do with myself? You know, I can sit here and watch all the Netflix that I can possibly take in. But mm-hmm. <laughs> in six weeks' time, when I look back at that time, am I going to be disappointed that I didn't use the time better? Yeah. Like, I didn't want to get overwhelmed by, I've got to change the world. But at the same time, I wanted to be able to look back and see that i had done something productive. Yeah. So I listened to a podcast called That Sounds Fun by Annie F. Downs, who lives in Nashville in the US. Yeah. And when she had to quarantine because of COVID, she'd got two weeks at home where she couldn't do all the normal things she did. So she wrote a quarantine bucket list and they were all things that she'd always meant to do around the house but never got to or the TV show that she'd always intended to watch. But whenever she sat down to do it, there was always something else on or something else took priority. And I was like, okay. So I sat down and I thought, you know, I'm going to get all my knitting out and sort it all out and figure out what projects I need to finish. And I am going to finish those projects once I've got a list of them. And I can't remember. There There was four or five things that although they were little things on my list, they were actually quite big things. But they were things that I felt that it was my way of taking control back in a situation where I had no control yeah yeah I could have still gone out I could have still done life to some degree but for the sake of myself for the sake of Rex who was obviously I was pregnant with at that point and the people around me I needed to abide by the rules and stay home yeah absolutely which was complete yeah so yeah so back to the thing about feeling like you're not doing anything each day it could, back to my example, it could be little things like I got dressed, I made breakfast, I yeah. loaded the dishwasher or did the washing up. They might seem like little things when you think of the big things that change the world, for instance. But actually sitting there and going, actually, I did get dressed today and I did have breakfast and I did do the washing up. And you feel like you've achieved something, even if they do seem like little things. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes even getting up, getting up, getting dressed and making your bed. It might seem like nothing, but actually you did something with your day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So would you say um, that process leads to productivity and vice versa, that if you're productive, it it helps you to kind of maintain um, a sense of process? I think so. But I think you also need to make sure that you don't get so caught up in the process that you stop being productive. Absolutely, yeah, so good point. Back to the planner. I can sit here and make my planner for today look beautiful and lovely and Instagram worthy. But if I spend, you know, if I spend from 9.30 when I get home from dropping 
my son off at school till 2.30 when I need to get ready to go and pick him up, making today's page pretty. I've yes. not actually done anything with my day. Oh, oh, really? I need to remember that. So well, when, I, when I schedule in an hour for putting things in my planner and actually it just finishes looking pretty, that's not actually very productive. I need to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I sit here and go through my emails and write my to-do list from my email so I know what yes. to do and that yeah. takes me five minutes and then I can spend the rest of that hour working clearing the decks getting on with it yeah <laughs> then I can give myself a few minutes to make it look pretty <laughs> yes it's more about it, it's a reward isn't it making it look pretty rather than the actual process of yeah I mean you can always, you can always block done. that time into your yeah. scheduling oh, yeah. way you know I know people who spend Sunday evenings job is they put on you know whatever's on the tv yeah and they sit there and they plan their week and if that's what you want to do that's what you want to do but i'm definitely a bit more you know get in from the school run get on with my to write my to-do list and then get on with it i try yeah. and sometimes i try and do it in the evening before if i know it's gonna be busy or i need to do something straight after the school run because otherwise by the time i then get back if it's kind of 11 11 30 you're like oh it's lunchtime now i'll do my lunch and then little do you know it's nearly one o'clock and you've not done anything else <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely so, yeah so making sure you don't get caught up in the process so that you're still productive yeah yeah that sounds that sounds really good advice on the on the flip side of that um for me having had long covid i actually found that doing a little bit in my planner to make it look pretty reminded me that i also when i had more strength needed to put in the important things as well um so when I was at my kind of very worst um just opening my planner and being aware of the things that I would have to do um was one of my little uh checklist things so um it's it's about um prioritizing isn't it and uh and doing things in moderation um which I think is is good um so we talked a lot about process in terms of kind of having a system and it feeling safe and secure. Um, but the other kind of side of process is how you um, kind of process thoughts and how you kind of work through situations and things like that. What do you have a particular type of process that you kind of identify with when it comes to working out? solutions or reflecting back on things when it comes to reflecting I'm the worst overthinker in the world you know I will meet new people or I'll go you know when we go back to church and stuff when we actually go back to seeing people at church I have this tendency to chat to people at church and then I'll get home and I'll be like well what if I took over the conversation and what if so-and-so thought I was offending them by what I said and what if this and what if that and, blah, blah, blah. and it just carries on and it's yeah, I'm the worst overthinker. I'm the worst overthinker, and I think sometimes it does get worse. It's not got worse, but it still happens on Zoom calls and team calls and things like that. I'm having a little giggle to myself because I'm sitting here just thinking that right now. Right, I must talk to Hannah afterwards and find out did I interrupt her? Was I listening enough? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I totally understand that. <laughs> so yeah, so I was on. I was on a house group call, community group, last week, and we were discussing, we've been listening to a podcast called 
fight hustle and hurry or something like that and it was the particular episode we were talking about was on something and it's gone from my head now (laughs) but one of the conversations we came up with was about friendships and do you so they were talking about you know where possible you know get rid of things that take up time but you don't get enjoyment from them or they cause you too much stress and things like that so then we were talking about friendships and you know should you ditch those friends that friendships take too much energy or they are toxic or maybe there's that friend that takes more than they give to the friendship and things Mm. like that so we're chatting about different things and I chat about some of my friends that I used to have that I no longer have and how the relationship is with them now when we do speak and then we also talked about another friend where we have been friends since we were in like year three or year four at school and we are now in our mid-30s and we see each other and it's like we never are apart we've been friends forever lovely yeah and you've got those two different sides but then yeah. i got off the call from the house group and was like oh my goodness i just spent ages talking and they're all gonna think that i'm such a chatterbox and they're not gonna want me to be part of their group anymore because i just keep talking <laughs> and that's interesting isn't it because that's a point where you're like right is this really healthy processing <laughs> or do i really just need to put it to to one side because I'm going to get into my head too much. And I guess it depends who you talk to as to how you would then deal with that. Because I think if you spoke to some counsellors, they would say, well, Hannah, yeah, it does sound like there might be a bit of an issue here. So if you can write it all down and eke it all out and look at the different things that you said and how different people might feel. Whereas another counsellor might say, don't worry about it. Like it's, it's, you know, is there something about what other people think of you is nothing to do with you or something like that. So it, it then kind of goes into how other people view what you might do with that feeling and information, um, which is an interesting one, isn't it? And cause for more overthinking <laughs> as you decide who you're going to talk to about that process that you were overthinking yeah. in the first place. Yeah, because then you're like, but what if they're too busy? What if they don't have the time to talk to me? And then what if I'm taking up the space that somebody else needs? And then you're like, seriously, this is just so exhausting. Yes, and not and productive. I think, <laughs> and I think it's, it's possible it's some level of maybe self-esteem or some kind of anxiety in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So part of, once I got over the initial, like, oh my goodness, what's happening with the world? I'm going to have to spend so much time at home. I then got to this point where I was like, but I don't have to socialise with people. Uh-huh. I can stay at home. And the socialising is on my doorstep. So, you know, it can be like, oh, well, it's lovely to see you. You know, COVID, bye. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, like, I think as much as the fact that I can be extroverted in some situations I think I am most definitely an introvert at heart and so the fact that I didn't have to go and socialize with people or it was limited to a 40 minute zoom call yes made me so happy yes (laughs) yeah I think a lot of people felt like that and I and it might have surprised some people to realize that they felt like that, that that you know we just seemed to be a bit more in control of what we did and who we spoke to and that kind of thing 
which is an interesting one, isn't it? Um, but then, of course, we've got our lovely um, Ray's group on Facebook, and there's all these different conversations. And I love that because I don't have to get involved in absolutely everything that's going on, but I feel like I'm part of a community of people that are just kind of chatting away. It feels like, you know, it is literally a group, and I'm just walking in and out of it kind of when I want to and other people are. And um, I really like that kind of sense of of being able to uh, just enjoy what people are talking about and saying and dipping in and out of it, um, but also in a way that can really help people and hopefully be able to say some things that that um, that help people. Yeah, I mean, an example of it is that if you think of it like walking through the pub, there's lots of little conversations going on at each table. Yeah. But you're just walking through, so you can hear all the conversations, but you don't necessarily need to join in. Yes. Right. Or you can, not that you would sit down at a stranger's table in the middle of the pub, but you could then sit down and join in a conversation if you feel like you've got something to add to that conversation. Yeah. I have the tendency to, I'll read a comment on Facebook and then write a comment and be like, actually, is this comment that I'm writing going to benefit this conversation or is it going to cause more hassle or more upset or something like that yeah and to the extent that I actually left the Facebook group during lockdown because I was fed up of the attitudes in the group yeah (laughs) it's like without spoiling it because it's a closed group and I shouldn't be talking about what people said it was just like go and talk to the people involved yes yeah yeah you're coming to Facebook to rant but go and talk to the people involved yeah yeah and that can that can be the other side of social media, can't it? That lack of responsibility and keyboard warriors just kind of putting out whatever they want and not thinking about um, what might happen as a result of what they say and just kind of putting it out there and just saying, well, I've said my piece and that can be so, so dangerous. So going back to um, kind of thinking about process, sometimes just processing through how someone else might feel when you're going to put a comment is really important isn't it and I do think that admins do an amazing job in in their groups and we're trying to keep on top of kind of what people are are saying um okay this has been um really lovely it's been really lovely to talk about process and look at the the different ways that we process and the different processes that we use and how they make us feel. Um, And so we come to the part now where I'm going to write you a little verse. So, Hannah, Hannah, loves a planner, stickers and washi tape in all kinds of manners, process and system, are what makes her feel safe and secure and her life just that little bit more real. (laughs) (laughs) I I was going to go down the whole planner washi tape route and I thought, no, we could go down a whole rabbit hole here and I'm not sure what I can get to rhyme with washi. (laughs) Yeah, I don't actually know that there is anything that rhymes with washi. (laughs) There you are. People listening, you can uh, pop me um, a message on Facebook or an email. What rhymes with washy? Um, yeah, let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Okay, Hannah, thank you so much um, for talking to me this morning. Um, and our little challenge for our listeners today is, as I said at the beginning, just to think about um, what kind of processes you use. So are you a verbal processor? Do you write things down? Um, do you like to-do lists? And just um, think that little bit about how it's going to help you to feel more confident about what you're doing um, day to day. And we'll look forward to um, speaking to our next guest in our next episode. Thank you very much, Hannah. Bye-bye. Thanks for having me. Bye.